This podcast episode from Oncology Data Advisor was recorded live at the 2023 American Society of Hematology annual meeting in San Diego. Thanks for listening. Be sure to visit oncdata.com, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and follow us on social media for more exclusive content and interviews from the meeting. Welcome to Oncology Data Advisor. Today we're here live at the ASH annual meeting and I'm joined by Dr. Craig Cole. Thanks so much for coming on today. Well, thank you for inviting me. To start off, I'd like to introduce yourself and share what your work focuses on. Yes, um, my, my name is Craig Cole and I'm from Michigan State University Carmanos Cancer Institute in Lansing, Michigan. And my focus is in multiple myeloma and specifically in healthcare disparities in multiple myeloma. Great. Um, so just last week, actually, you were um, a faculty member for our Multiple Myeloma Task Force, which was an awesome conversation with, you know, six uh, peers in the field. Um, so we're talking a little bit about this topic as well today, um, and also one of the sessions presented here at ASH on race and science, bench to bedside to the community. Um, so for a little bit of background, um, what are some of the challenges with um, diverse accrual to clinical trials? You know, for for decades um, and for you know almost a century there have been um, significant disparities in, um, in in medicine between races and specifically in the United States between African Americans and Caucasians um, all kind of starting not all starting with but but you know exacerbated by the Flexner report in 1910 which really segregated um, healthcare in the United States. And that has perpetuated into um, clinical trials that, that um, especially in myeloma, that we've seen um, the clinical trials of primarily um, enrolled uh, Caucasians um, and people of European descent. And, you know, the FDA has done several analysis looking at the number of people of different ethnicities involved in clinical trials. And, and overall, worldwide, the number of African American, uh, people of African descent and blacks in clinical trials have been about 4.5%. And for other races and, and people over the age of 85, even lower than 4%. And so, and we know that in the United States, the number of people of African descent with multiple myeloma is about twenty percent of the myeloma po of the myeloma population, and therefore, you know, there's a great disparity right. between that four point five percent of people involved in of black people involved in trials and twenty percent of the overall population. Right. Um, so are there efforts underway now to increase um, the diverse accrual and kind of bridge this gap? Yeah, it's been an incredible five years, mm -hmm. and it's been kind of an incredible meeting um, that there's been incredible efforts that have really tried to bridge that gap um, to try and improve enrollment um, and make the enrollment of clinical trials more diverse. Right. Um, you know, a lot of it started um, when the FDA and the AACR um, noticed um, that, and the NCI noticed that there was this gap, um, and and then had a meeting in um, in um, 2020 to try and work, you know, come up with solutions for that. That resulted um, in a paper um, that really assisted and set the groundwork for 
um, making the trials more diverse by coming up with diversity plans, reaching out in the community to discuss uh, clinical trials, um, to set goals of, of accrual, and to maintain the accrual of, of different ethnicities into clinical trials. And, and, you know, I think a big thing that happened was when the FDA in April of 2022 put out their guidelines of increasing diversity in clinical trials because that document and actually the um, ASH diversity in clinical trials um, document really did you know give a clear explanation of how we can improve diversity and not only in myeloma clinical trials but in clinical trials um, in, in cancer um, and in benign hematology. Absolutely. Um, so I think they mentioned yesterday in the session um, about the diversity plans that you mentioned. These are standard for phase three trials, but not for phase one and two trials. And is there a reason behind this? Yeah, I think that a couple things is is one. We know that the, the, the meat of a lot of the recommendations that are put forth in registration trials are within phase three trials. The phase three trials accrue the highest number of patients, and phase three trials is kind of where we've been failing the most. Um, yes, uh, there was a study that was done a few years ago looking at black enrollment in phase one trials, and that's slow too, but also the numbers are, are low. Definitely the stakes are much higher with higher accruing trials. And, um, and, and really there is, is still within the community a lot of, of, of concerns about randomization in clinical mm -hmm. trials. And so I think that, you know, if you can solve the problem of enrollment in clinical trials um, in phase three trials, that would then definitely filter down into improving the enrollment in phase two and phase one trials. Absolutely. Um, so you mentioned kind of the different um, <clears throat> levels where this is being addressed from the community and up. Um, how do we expand this conversation to a global scale? Yeah, that's, that's such a good question. And I think one of the, the big things is, is awareness, mm -hmm. um, that there needs to be greater awareness in, the, um, um, in not only in Europe and in Asia, um, that there are diverse populations in, in their cities and in their universities and in their academic centers um, and to definitely try and reach out to those communities. Um, the, um, you know, sometimes it, we fall into a lull of enrolling the same type of patients in clinical trials. In the United States, uh, in the, between the different diverse populations, you know, there, there is an overarching culture that, that we share. In different parts of the world, that there isn't, sometimes there isn't an overarching culture in, um, between different ethnicities and races. And so there is, you know, an extra level of challenge in, in, in doing that. But I do think that with greater awareness, I think, and really using some of the things that we outlined in the United States, that we can reach a global, um, uh, reach um, outreach to um, improve clinical trials globally. Also, I think the FDA is really asking, you know, for 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 that, mm -hmm. uh, for not only trials in the United States but on a global scale. Yeah, because we've been doing kind of the same thing for for decades. Mm -hmm. I mean, for years and years and years, the way we've been rolling trials have been kind of the same. And not only in using, you know, inclusion and exclusion criteria, 
um, in recruitment of clinical trials. We've been doing the same thing for years. And I really do. It's really exciting to see that there really is a flex point that is actually happening right now where people are examining you know, not cutting and pasting from prior clinical trials, but actually redesigning clinical trials to be more inclusive. Looking at, you know, does this neutrophil count need to be what it is? Does anemia need to be what it is? And instead of, you know, having clinical trials and having inclusion exclusion criteria and design of clinical trials to benefit investigators, that it really does work to try and to benefit patients to have it easier to enroll patients to have it a wider um, group of patients that are um, recruited into the clinical trial and to make the clinical trials more accessible to more people. Absolutely. Accessibility is, is the key as well. Yep. Right. Awesome. Um, anything else you would like to mention about um, your work in this field or maybe other conversations at ASH or other sessions um, pertaining to this topic? Yeah. It's, it's been, um, um, there, there was a, a there have been a couple meetings at ASH and I give ASH a lot of credit in having, you know, two sessions that discuss disparities in multiple myeloma um, and, 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 the, and the conversations within those sessions have been you know, really inspiring. Um, and I think that we need to, again, reach out to more people um, to have more awareness, um, not only in myeloma, but in, in, in hematology and in, in toto. Um, because these issues aren't just confined to myeloma. It's easy to see it in myeloma because of the differences and in incidence of the disease. But these are, are global um, um, across hematology that age, gender, and race um, are, are all issues in enrollment in clinical trials. And just like, you know, when I tell my, my fellows that when you, when you see, you know, when you read a paper about a new therapy, and you look at the patient across from you. If the patient across from you doesn't, you know, come close to the patients enrolled in that trial, you cannot trust that the results of that trial will translate to that patient. So the effort really should be that we enroll diverse, uh, diverse populations of age, race, um, uh, gender, and ethnicity. So not only do we have equal representation, but we can have confidence that these new therapies that are breathtaking will work for everyone. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much um, for stopping by to talk about this today and for your work in this field and helping to, to raise awareness. So we really appreciate it. Well, thanks for being part of the solution and helping to raise awareness. Uh, I greatly appreciate it. You know, the more that we talk about it, the more people feel comfortable mm -hmm. with it, the more that we can, you know, push things forward and really have um, and really cure some of these cancers permanently. Definitely. Well, wonderful. Thank you again. Yeah, thank you.